0: Welcome to Sermons from Bailey Road. You are about to hear a sermon given at Bailey Road Baptist Church. Bailey Road is a small Bible-believing church located in North Jackson, Ohio, and is pastored by Pastor Aaron Smith. We are dedicated to serving the Lord through our people and through our teaching. We hope you are enlightened by today's message. And again, welcome to Bailey Road Baptist Church. Old Testament book of Joshua, Joshua chapter number three is where we will find our scripture reading this morning, and we've been talking about for the last few weeks since the beginning of the year, uh, about moving forward, uh, and not just moving forward, but moving forward together, uh, with each other, with one another, and most importantly, with the Lord. And, uh, that is our desire would be to do His will. And, uh, in moving forward, any step to, uh, in that direction, uh, requires faith. And we spent several weeks, actually several months, uh, looking at what it means uh, to take a step of faith. We've looked at uh, the entire chapter of Hebrews chapter 11 and took each uh, Bible event and uh, Bible character of those that God described as having great faith, and we uh, looked at those because that lays the foundation of the type of faith that Bailey Road Baptist Church is going to have to have in order to move forward. And and we want to take these steps of faith. And when we uh, talk about moving forward, we need to realize that it is more than just talking. Amen? Again, we can talk about doing a lot of things. uh, And we can talk and we can talk, but there has to come a time that action must be put forth. Because we're talking about moving forward, but there's going to come a time that we must take that step of faith and actually move forward. What we're doing right now is as we look at the book of Joshua, Joshua is a book of transition. Joshua, the book uh, itself, is a book about Israel moving forward. And that is what we would like to look at here uh, this morning. I'm going to start in verse number 1 in the third chapter, so hopefully you found it, and uh, I'll read as you follow along. The Scripture says, And Joshua rose early in the morning, they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host, and they commanded the people, saying, When ye see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priest the Levites, bearing it, then shall ye remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about two thousand cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know by the way which ye must go, for ye have not passed this way heretofore. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua spake unto the priests, saying, Take up the ark of the covenant, and pass over before the people. And they took up the ark of the covenant, and went before the people. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. Thou shalt command the priests that bear the ark of the covenant, saying, When ye are come to the brink of the water of Jordan, ye shall stand in Jordan. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, Come hither, hear the words of the Lord your God. Joshua said, Hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out before you the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Hivites, and the Perizzites, and the Girgashites, and the Amorites, and the Jebusites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passeth over before you into Jordan. Now, therefore, take you twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, out of one, or out of every tribe, sorry, and it came to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above and they shall stand up as an heap. So this morning we're going to talk about moving forward as being an action. It's about taking action. And so let's pray this morning and we'll jump into this, shall we? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you again. We thank you for being so very good to us. And Father, we thank you for the cycles of life that we experience. And Father, as we enter into uh, this cycle, of course, we know we're in the, in the midst of a winter season. Not a lot happens in winter. We, we tend to just kind of make through and make do with what comes each day. But Father, we have Uh, direction to go that you are guiding in and leading in. And we pray that you would continue to guide and direct as we uh, make the preparations. But Father, we also know that uh, while we talk and while we uh, plan, uh, there there has to come a time that we must move. So Father, I pray that you would show us that timing, that you would show us your way and that your way would be exceptionally clear as we make these preparations. And Father, as we finish the preparations, that we would act accordingly. We thank you for your help and your guidance in these matters. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. So. Within this, and I, I love the history of Israel, and we talked a little bit about the history of Israel last week as we considered how they started with Abraham and went all the way uh, into the time of Christ, and we see the, the amount of change that took place uh, throughout the years and over the years as that happened and uh here we're still in comparison of the grand scheme from Abraham to uh to the Pharisees and the uh the biblical times there uh, we're really early in the movement of Israel uh if you will uh but within that what we see here and one of the reasons I like to uh use this scripture in Joshua uh as a way to illustrate to us the necessity of moving is, and moving forward, rather, is because there are always cycles in life. And, and whether it is life as an individual or life as a family, uh, life as uh, just in general, there are cycles that come through it. Within those cycles, or even we could call them seasons of life, uh, there are times when uh, when you must go forward. You must go forward. And and that is simply, in a forward-moving time, it is when progress is made. Remember, when God came to Abraham, He came to Abraham, and, and very much in general, He said, Abraham, I want you to follow me. And I want you to follow me into a land that I will promise. And I will make you a father of many nations. When Abraham left and packed up his belongings and moved from his father's house, even as a a full-grown man with a wife, uh, servants, and had his own belongings, he did not necessarily know where he was going, except that he was following the Lord, and the Lord showed him. Now, in some seasons of life, there are seasons that uh, we go backwards where we lose progress don't we uh i have been there in in my life on uh more than one occasion uh but there are times where uh progress seems to be made and then something happens an event happens in life and we find ourselves going uh backwards a little bit of course uh we've been uh and that's no nothing new in our season today uh, even as i think of the pandemic uh that uh, we've been in since uh, March or really February of 2020, uh, we've, we've made progress and it seems like, uh, each time we'll, we go forward just a little bit, uh, and then, uh, something happens and we have to take a couple of steps backwards. Um, and it seems like every time we've, uh, talked in the, uh, amongst the, uh, the officers of the church, we've, we've talked multiple times about, uh, you know, okay, uh, we, we need to start, uh, passing an offering plate again, and we need to start, uh, doing this again. And every time we take those plans to move forward in those directions, it's like another outbreak happens, and we're like, okay, put the brakes on, uh, take a couple of steps back, uh, and, and, and those are seasons of life, though. Uh, where we, we have a desire to move forward, but yet uh, sometimes we make steps backwards, uh, and, and that happens, and that's understandable. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that because it's called life. Uh, and it, again, it's life in individuals and families and organizations, uh, and even in the Lord's church. Uh, there are seasons that we move backwards. But then there are also seasons that we find ourselves standing still, where we're neither moving forwards and we're neither moving backwards, we're just kind of, if I could put it this way, holding ground. And and we're not losing anything, but we're not gaining anything. And we find uh, in in this particular chapter here, uh, in this book of Joshua, uh, Joshua is moving the people of Israel, the children of Israel, from a time that they had gone forward, went backwards, and for 40 years had simply held their place. I think sometimes we uh, give ourselves a wrong impression about Israel in the wilderness. We often use the phrase, and I know I've used this phrase before, uh, that Israel was wandering in the wilderness. How many of you have heard that phrase before? They were wandering in the wilderness. Now, that really is somewhat of a misleading, uh, statement. I'll be honest to say that, uh, that it's somewhat of a misleading statement because they knew exactly where they were supposed to go. That was not news to them. We, we just read a moment ago, uh, here in verse number 10. I want to read it to you again. Notice he says that Joshua said, hereby, Ye shall know that the living God is among you, and that He will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Hivites, and the Perizzites, and the Girgashites, and the Amorites, and the Jebusites. None of that is new. Remember, when Moses sent out the twelve spies, that is exactly where he sent them. God did not has not changed his mind in the last uh, hundred years or four hundred years of where Israel is supposed to be. It was always supposed to be here, and and so they were not. So when we say they were wandering in the wilderness, that gives the appearance that they were just out in the middle of nowhere, wondering where are we supposed to go. That is not the case. If anything, reality would say that they were more planted in the wilderness. Does that make sense? I mean, they set up camp. They set up a tabernacle. And yes, there were times that they moved and they moved locations, but it wasn't because they didn't know where they were supposed to go. No, as a matter of fact, the Bible describes them uh, as a people that were stubborn, that were stiff-necked, and that were rebellious and untrusting of God. And that is why for 40 years, these people, really the last generation here uh, before the people that are going to go into the land, that is why they had planted themselves in the wilderness. They simply said, we're going to be here. And as they rebelled, that is when God stepped up and said, you know what? You are going to have a season of being planted. And He said, you're not going to the land that I have promised. And so there they were. They were planted. And God said, I'll wait He said, I will wait, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, until you die and your children can enjoy and experience the land that I have promised. Well, that is where we're at when we come to Joshua. The last generation died, they're they're done. They've moved to glory. And now it's time. To move from a season of plantedness, if you will, into a season of moving forward. And moving forward. Now, there are three things I want to show you this morning within this idea of moving forward because it is, once again, about taking an action. Well, you will find several actions being taken place here in Joshua chapter 3. The first one we find in verse number 1, as the Bible says, Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan. So here they are. They've camped over by Shittim. They've moved a little bit by little bit. Well, now it's time to actually go into the land to possess the land but they go from Shittim to Jordan. That's a move, and they moved forward. And once they got to Jordan, you know what they did? They set up camp for three days. It wasn't. It's not just an immediate, uh, you know, boom, 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 uh, all the way through. No, again, there are preparations that have to be made. There are planning that has to be done, and each step requires a different amount of planning. And so the first thing I want you to see about moving forward is that there has to be a plan to move forward. Now, within this plan, they came to Jordan. Uh, we already know the Jordan uh, River, the banks were overflowing. Uh, there was much rain, much in the forecast, and so it was very bountiful uh, during this time. Uh, but they came and they dwelt there for three days. But then he says in verse number 3, uh, he says, And they commanded the people, saying, When ye see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priest, the Levites, bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. And go after it. Now, a couple of things here in this plan to move forward. What the plan was, the initial plan, understand this, was simple and difficult at the same time. But I also want to say, before I tell you what it is, the plan in moving forward is the same as it was for the people of Israel at the Jordan River. It's the same plan that we must have today, that we must make sure that we're doing today as we make plans to move forward. And here it is. Notice what he says. He says, when ye see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then shall ye remove from your place and go after it. The plan was simple. Focus on the Lord. Amen. Keep your focus on the Lord. The focus was not to be on Joshua. The focus was not to be on the priest. The focus was to be on the Lord. You see, we have to remember the Ark of the Covenant is what was to go before them. It was the Ark of the Covenant that housed and hosted, if you will, the two tables or tablets that God commanded Moses to write down the Ten Commandments on. What God is saying here in Joshua chapter 3, He says, When you see the Word of God, when you see what represented in Israel's day as the presence of God, go after it. Amen. Listen, our plan today should not be any different than what the plan was here. What are we to follow? We're to follow the Word of God. That's what we're to follow. Again, it's not about uh, following one particular man or a group of ten men or, or, or we all make the decision. No, no, no. God's Word has already made decisions for us. Amen. And we're to just follow it. When we see it, we go. Where it goes, we go. And that's what he's saying here. He says, you have got to focus on the Lord. That's the plan in moving forward. And it's going to be the same plan that we're going to uh, attempt to follow uh, that guide is where God's Word says, that is what we will do. That's been the the plan all along for Bailey Road Baptist Church, has it not? What God's Word says, that will we do. That's where we'll go. Well, most importantly here, and you can imagine, he says in verse number 4, He says, there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits, by measure. By measure. So not only were they to focus on the Lord, but they were to follow the Lord. Because he said, follow it. But in following, you have to be able to see it. Amen? 2,000 cubits, just so you are aware, is roughly a half a mile. A half a mile. Now that's a pretty good distance. Now you can picture, if you will, the, uh, the 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 Ark of the Covenant. It's a fairly good size. It took four men to carry it, one on each end, and they had a, a rod that would go between, and it was very ornate, and uh, they, they had to pick it up, and two in the front, two in the back, and they would place it on their shoulders, and they would carry it wherever it needed to go. But understand something here. And it's and I love this phraseology here in verse number 4. Because he says, stay a half a mile behind, and there's a reason. He said, that ye may know the way by which ye must go. For ye have not passed this way heretofore. He says, look, folks, the plan is to move forward. As we move forward, we need to keep our focus on God. In order to keep our focus on God, we've got to keep God at a place that everyone can see Him, His presence, the Ark of the Covenant. It's a half a mile. Why? Because if we're going to follow Him, we have to see Him. Well, why is that important? Well, that's important because everyone, and notice this, everyone needs to see God. You ever been at the end of the line before? Where it's like, you know, what's going on? What's happening? Listen, this is not about, this is very important here, this is not about following the person in front of you. This half-mile distance was to ensure that everyone that was following, everyone that was coming through, had a clear view of God. This morning, listen, this is not just about following a pastor. It's not about following a church. It's not about following a board of members. It's not about that. Our role as Christians is to follow God. I hope, I hope you have your own copy of the Word of God. If you don't, tell me at the door, we'll have you one tonight. You need your own copy of the Word of God. Not only that, you need to be able to see it. If you can't see it, then you need to be able to hear it. Amen? You say, well, I can't read. Well, can you listen? Can you understand? Yeah, I know, I remember my father... When he was ill, he had brain cancer, uh, and he was going through. And he had been reading his Bible on a regular basis and trying to grow in the, grow in the Lord through his illness. And uh, about about three or four months into his brain cancer, he lost his sight, and he uh, I mean, he couldn't see anything. And he he would uh, you know the, I would call in to check on him, and and I would ask him what are you doing, and it always it always made me chuckle a little bit. Uh, but he would say, "Oh, I'm just watching TV." He wasn't watching anything. He couldn't see anything. He was listening. And and I remember him asking my mom, he's like, hey, uh, I'm going to date myself a little bit here. uh, So I'll have to explain to my kids on the way home. Uh, But he he asked my mom, he said, "Can, can you find me the Bible on cassette? On cassette. Because he couldn't read it, but he still wanted to absorb it. Listen, whatever the case may be, your eyesight may not be uh good. Your uh, hearing may not be good. Uh, whatever the case may be, but you can still absorb God's Word. And you need to absorb it for yourself. Because everybody that's going to move forward it has to have a focus on God. And I want to make sure that we keep that right focus on God as we move forward. Listen again, I say once again, as we talk about moving forward, I'm not trying to scare anybody or, or make anybody wonder about, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? Uh, what are we going to change and all of this? Uh, we're going to focus on God. That's what moving forward is. We're going to focus on God today. And every day as we move forward, it's about focusing and following the Lord. Why? Because we've not been this way before. That's what he said. He said, you've got to have a clear view of God because you haven't been this way before and you need to know which way he's going. And for those in the back and those in the front, if we keep that two uh, that half mile distance, then everybody's going to know where God is everybody's going to know the direction that we're supposed to go. So let's keep the focus on God. That's the plan to move forward. Focus on the Lord, follow the Lord. Verse number 5, I want you to see the second point this morning. Because Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Listen, while there's a plan to move forward, can I say, secondly, there's a price to move forward? There's a price that has to be paid. He said, sanctify yourselves. Sanctify. There are many different instances where this word is used uh, in the sanctification process. Within salvation, of course, would be to make oneself holy. We know that we cannot in and of ourselves make ourselves holy. Uh, but within this particular uh, usage here in verse number 5, it is not necessarily talking about making oneself holy as much as it is uh, make yourself prepared. Prepare yourself. He said, get yourself ready, get your stuff ready, because tomorrow, he says, the Lord will do wonders among you. He says, look, you have to be prepared to move forward. Because we're not just talking, we're about to take action. We've moved from Shittim, we're now next to the Jordan River. When you see the Ark of the Covenant pass by, And it goes, you go. Sanctify yourselves. I ask you this morning are you prepared to pay the price of moving forward? Now, I know sometimes it gets scary. You say, Well, I I like my surroundings. I know what's coming. I know what's happening. Yes, there's a price. Listen, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing we got to make sure. Let me, let me clarify a couple of things. While there is a price to move forward, if I can add a sub-point here, there's a price to stand still as well. And there's also a price to move backwards. And so I don't want anyone to think, well, if we just stand still and we don't make any action, I won't have to pay anything. No, there's a price to pay in that as well. Well, what about if we move backwards? That's like paying twice. Make sense? You want to pay for the same thing more than once? Not get to enjoy it? No. But he says, sanctify yourselves, get ready. God wants to do something. God wants to move us forward. We must be prepared to move forward. Verse 6, He says, And Joshua spake unto the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant, pass over before the people. And they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. Listen, part of the price that's going to be paid in a church that's moving forward is knowing that church is a place to serve. It's a place to serve. The, the 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 priests here, the ones that were bearing the Ark of the Covenant, uh, you all do realize that the Ark of the Covenant did not move by itself, right? It did not move by itself. It required men to sacrifice, to sanctify, and to serve. Listen, it takes people in a church to serve for a church to move forward. We we have to get out of this realm of that I'm coming to church to be served. That doesn't work. Now, you might be served while you're at church, but you should also be looking for opportunities to serve. I am a firm believer every member ought to be a serving member. Every member ought to be a serving member, participating, doing, serving, the Lord within His local church. What does that look like? Well, in that, there's a price to pay. Of course, in verse 7, He said to Joshua, He said, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. So in verse 8, He comes and He says, You go, command the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When you come to the brink of the water of Jordan, Ye shall stand in Jordan. All right. Now, here's something we got to compare here. This is not going to be the first body of, or this, it's not the first body of water that Israel has crossed through on dry ground, is it? Remember what uh, Rahab the harlot told the two spies. She said, We heard about what happened at the Red Sea. How the Lord parted the waters, and everyone walked through on dry ground. They've been talking about that for 40 years. Well, now they have to cross the Jordan River. Jordan River's flooded. It's not just pick up, swim across, or walk across, or anything like that. And here we find, again, something similar, but something that has to change something that has to change a price that has to be paid faith that's going to be exercised remember at the red sea when they got there it needed an immediate action here comes the armies of pharaoh and they're coming not just to say hi natural response moses Why in the world would you bring us out here? We have nowhere to turn. What are you going to do? Moses said, I'm going to turn to God and ask Him, God, what are you going to do? And God said, hold your rod up. And Moses held his rod up. It got dark. The waters parted this way and this way. And God led the children of Israel through with a light and they walked through and crossed through on dry ground. Amen. I mean, it was like that. Just keep your rod up, Moses. That's what Moses did. That's what God did. That's what the children of Israel did, as is they walked through on dry ground. But now here we're in a different place. There's no army chasing. We just have people that have been standing still for 40 years, waiting wondering when God was going to do something. Well, I said, all right, take the ark. Tell them that they're going to have to get in the brink of the water. Ooh. We're talking about a price that has to be paid, right? Now, now somebody help me here. Could God had not, could he not have directed Joshua to get his own rod and walk up to the Jordan River, hold your arm up and let it part? Is God capable of doing that? Yes. But he didn't. He said, Tell them. They got to get their feet wet first. Sometimes, listen, sometimes the price that must be paid to move forward requires an extra step of faith. It's not as much about God's ability as much as it is about our step of faith. God is able. God is powerful. God could have parted the waters without Moses even raising his hand. But he chose to tell Moses, raise the staff. He chose to tell Joshua, you tell them that are bearing the Ark of the Covenant, they've got to get their feet. it wouldn't have been easier to just part it before? Yeah, it would have been. But there's always a price to pay in moving forward. So Joshua tells him, verse 9, children of Israel, he says, come here, hear the words of the Lord your God. Verse 10, hereby ye know that the living God is among you, that He will without fail, we've read that. He's going to drive them all out. Verse 11, He says, Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passeth over before you. Now, therefore, take you twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every tribe, and it shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of Jordan that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand up as an heap. Hold on. It says, you pick you out, 12 men. you are going to lead each tribe. you are going to stay a half mile behind. This is the plan. Here's the price. They've got to get in the brink. They have to have their feet wet. And then God's going to move. That's the price. What's the price? The price is action. Remember, we can't just simply talk about moving forward. There has to come a day and there has to come a time that we move forward. May require us to get our feet wet. Again, easy. The water's already parted. It's easy to walk through on dry ground. Waters haven't parted yet. And it's a flowing river, by the way. Oh, it's a little bit more, isn't it? Listen, there's a plan. Focus on the Lord. Follow the Lord. There's a price. Prepare yourself and then serve. I want to say number three, there's also a participation in moving forward. Let's talk about the participation. It says in verse number 14, Joshua's already told him, this is what's going to happen. The Bible says, and it came to pass when the people removed their tents to pass over Jordan, and the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And as they that bear the Ark were come unto Jordan, and the feet of the priest that bear the Ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for Jordan overfloweth all his banks all the time of harvest, that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon an heap, very far from the city Adam, that is beside Zaratan, those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea, failed, were cut off. And the people passed over right against Jericho. And the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground, in the midst of Jordan, and all the Israelites passed over on dry ground, until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. I want to read verse 1 in chapter 4 if we can. as It says, And when it came to pass, when all the people were clean passed over Jordan, that the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, All right, now hold on. This says multiple times. All. All. The participation in moving forward takes everyone. Takes everyone. Not some, not most, not if, We want to, but it takes everyone. They all passed through. All the people went over. All of them. Because it takes everyone. It takes everyone, if I can say this uh, uh, once again for emphasis sake, but it takes everyone focusing on God. Sometimes we get so caught up in what it is exactly uh, that that we're going to do or exactly where we're going to go when we must remember that our focus just simply needs to be on the Lord. It takes everyone working together. 2,000 cubits. It, It took a little while for them to get out to the middle, in the middle of the Jordan River. It took a little while for them to go that half mile. So it took a little bit of waiting, but then it took everyone then moving. And there's no way to know exactly how wide of a path they had to cross over the Jordan River. I have no clue. But it stopped up here rest of the river started flowing and it was dry and they crossed all of them the participation is going to take everyone it takes everyone working together. Listen one of the things that typically has to change some some have asked over the last few weeks change what what change oh, changes is, change is scary sometimes and it is it is but one of the changes that that's going to have to be made is that we have to stop and change an inward focus to an outward focus that's one thing that has to change we must develop an outward focus of ministry. It cannot just simply be about what takes place within these four walls. Because there is an entire world around us that, without the gospel of Jesus Christ, will die and go to a devil's hell. And it is not just the pastor's role, it's not just the deacon's role, it's not just a Sunday school teacher's role to give the gospel. It's the church's role. We have to change our focus to be more outwardly focusing rather than what, what is just going to take place here at Bailey Road. No, the ministry of Bailey Road Baptist Church is not just confined to the walls of Bailey Road Baptist Church. Somebody say amen. The church needs to be on the move. The church needs to be moving forward with the gospel, and we have to make that change. Because it's an inward focus that causes us to stay put. Israel had an inward focus of what they could get. It became about uh, what the manna was and how much manna we could get. Well, I want to remind you something, that the more manna they got, can I remind you, they got sick of it. They got sick of the manna, didn't they? Eventually, that blessing of manna became oh, manna again. We can't sit still forever. We must change our focus to an outward focus. An outward focus. In a serving, it takes everyone to do that. We have to get out of that survival mode and actually get into a serving mode. But that takes planning. It takes planning. Move forward. Say, okay, we know God is in this. We focus on Him and we follow Him. We also have to understand that takes a price that has to be paid. Serving costs. But I want to remind you this as well that in every cost, there is something you get in return. Amen? It's not empty. It's not like, again, it's not like I mean, no one has ever gone to the grocery store and went grocery shopping and gave over $150 and came out with nothing. Now, I know I've talked to Rachel recently and 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 she did tell me, she she she's informed me that $150 does not buy the same thing that it did two years ago. Anybody else experiencing that? Yeah. Yeah, we've taken some steps backwards economically, haven't we? But there's all you get something in return for your purchase. And I'm just going to tell you, the blessings of God in moving forward far outweigh what they are when you just sit still. Or when you move backwards. I'll call moving backwards debt. Yeah paying interest on it there's a price and then there's a participation it takes everyone so as we as we do this and as we go forward together there's nothing to be scared about I I will let me just let me ease some of your feelings possibly okay one, One thing I will promise you is we're not going to make any changes that we don't all discuss. Amen? Because that's poor planning. Okay? When we're talking about change, I'm not talking about changing what we do. As a matter of fact, some of the things we do, we need to do more of. Amen? Not talking about changing the word of God. As long as I'm here, we're gonna stay with it because this is what we're gonna follow. This is what we're gonna follow. And so, when I'm talking about changing, I'm talking about changing more of our, uh, more of our attitude and more of our participation than I am talking about changing matters and ways and that type of thing. We've got to have a different mentality if we're going to reach a post-Christian culture. We do have to change the way we think. We do have to change some of our approach. We will have to change some of those things but but the normal stuff the the service things and and how we do things in here more of the same yeah listen I, i'm one that think we need we need more preaching not less cuz that's what helps motivate us in following the lord and pointing us to the lord listen we need we need more camaraderie amen we need, we need more time together, not less, because we got to do this together. You know, talking about Valentine's banquet coming up. Man one, of the, man, one of the things, man, come out, because that's where we're going to be together. Moving forward means sometimes doing some things differently. Come out, be a part, participate. It takes everyone. That's the plan. We're going to talk a little bit more. We're going to keep this going in the next few weeks, till finally somebody somebody's going to stand up on a Sunday morning and say, "All right, let's go forward." We've talked about it enough. Let's take action. Let's take action. Let's bow for prayer, shall we?